ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Going Past the Veil, with service from your deepest conspiracies to your worst nightmares. We are your travel guides. I'm Taylor. And I'm Cassie. Please fasten your seatbelts, hold on to those drinks, and remember, there are no emergency exits. We are about to take off. Enjoy your adventure. Just a couple of friends doing what we love and taking you along for the ride. Talking about the creepy crawly conspiracies, unusual encounters, and wonders of the world. With just a dash of true crime. If you like what you hear, leave a rating or review on whatever app you are using. If you want to email us your stories or ideas, you can send those to goingpasttheveil at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at goingpasttheveil. You can even check out our website at goingpasttheveilwithtaylorandcassie.weebly.com. And if you want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash going past the veil with Taylor and Cassie with memberships starting as low as $6 a month. Guys, guys, welcome to episode 25. I cannot believe we've been going for so long and we have so many fans and listeners and we just love, 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 love your support. And guys, we're at 728 listens. How freaking crazy is that? You guys like us. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, we didn't think people would like us. <laughs> right. It's super exciting. We appreciate y'all for sure. For sure. Yeah. And we have a birthday shout out today. Happiest birthday wishes to my mother-in-law, Jill. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Yes, it is. It's your birthday. Yes, it is. It's your birthday. So happy birthday to you. Yes, you. It's your birthday. Yes, it is. It's your birthday. Yes, it is. It's your birthday. So happy birthday to you. Yes, to you. If you want a birthday shout out, shoot us an email with your birthday to goingpasttheveil at gmail.com. All right, so let's get started with our horoscopes and the mental check, and then we'll get right into it. With horoscopes, we're going to start with Gemini. That's you. With the planetary alignment of the day, you will probably find yourself at home curling up on the sofa with a good book. Or maybe fantasizing about doing that if you're too busy. You will feel sensitive during the next few days, as long as this celestial energy lasts. It's important to stay in tune with your body if you want to notice what emotions lay beneath the surface. Drinking copious amounts of water gets you in touch with your body and mind. Interesting. How does that feel? Makes sense. I know like this last week has been crazy with COVID and, you know, working at a gym. We don't know if we're going to be open the next day and just trying to deal with all that stress and really wishing I was just curled up in bed. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was thinking about that. So when do you guys find out if you're closing or not? Um, our county is still in the red tier, which I know not all states are doing the same tier system, but here in California, there's yellow, orange, red, and purple. Purple being like the worst, everything shut down, don't go outside. And where I live is in the red tier, which I'm super surprised because we were literally circled by purple tier. Oh no. So I don't see us staying in red very long. But as long as we're in this tier, we get to stay open at 10% capacity. Oh, wow. Okay. At least that's something. That's something. Yeah. But like I said, it's not going to last. 
especially after Thanksgiving. It, yeah, there's going to be a break. In the last month, I've been doing the numbers because I'm stressing out about it. My area has seen an increase of COVID cases, mm. 1,500 in the last month. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Jeez, that's so hard. Oh, it's scary. I know. I don't think this is ever going to, like, it, this is going to be a long time before this is over, though. And so we've got to figure out the best way to, I don't want to say live among it, but I don't know. Honestly, people need to stop being so selfish. Like, we could have had this under control by now, but people just keep doing whatever they want to do. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Boo. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Next is Scorpio. That's me. Your romantic nature may be easily aroused these days. Oh. The movement of the planets gives you a chance to separate your mind from your body to a certain degree, giving you a greater sensation in your body than your sometimes overwhelming emotions. To enhance this experience, be sure to get regular exercise and eat light but nourishing foods such as fresh salads or seasonal vegetables and fish. Hmm. Your sensitivities will tantalize you and probably someone else too. Well, I feel like I'm getting regular exercise. And yeah. I probably do need to eat a little bit better though. I, I noticed I've like kind of gone back to my old ways of eating, but I have not had a soda and that's my biggest thing. Is, that's awesome yeah is making sure i don't i don't touch a soda and so i haven't had a soda it's actually been about three and a half months so that's good but i definitely need to focus more on the food that's awesome though like stopping and stop drinking like soda and energy drinks is so so hard yeah. i'm actually still really struggling on that end of it but i'll get there yeah. <laughs> and you're doing amazing yeah well and this is like the first time in a really long time that i've been able to like stop this long this <laughs> can sound really bad but with like my kids I didn't have soda for like the first trimester just to make sure I could get past because I had problems with carrying them but when they kind of like you know stuck to my uterus and I was like cool I can breathe a little bit that's when I would like dive back into the soda so that's so well so <laughs> I've actually gone longer than I did in my pregnancies so yay Woo! What? And our last horoscope today is Sagittarius. Hey, y'all. That's my husband. Hey, hubby. With today's planetary position, you are bound to feel some tension around getting what you want. You can try to ignore it, but in the end, your frustration will only rise up with very little control. Taking control is recommended in your diet, your exercise regimen, and your daily schedule. Getting the rest you need determines your approach to daily life. So why not control your bedtime and wake up on the right side of the bed tomorrow? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to tell him that one. See how he feels. It's really good. <laughs> All righty, guys. We are moving into our mental check. The quote that I have for you guys today is, We often want it so badly that we ruin it before it begins. Overthinking, fantasizing, imagining, expecting... Just let it naturally evolve. And so I think this is pretty important today because, you know, kind of like what it said, we overthink, we fantasize, we imagine, and we expect. So we just kind of, we say, okay, this is what I want. So we go in overdrive. And sometimes we have to let it naturally occur, start making those tiny little steps to what we want. And then it will just kind of do a big circle for us 
and it just flows so much better. So I kind of liked mm-hmm. that one for today. Yeah, I really do like that one. And welcome to today's episode. We will be talking about the Jersey Devil and the Chupacabra, a double creature feature. Now, what the heck are those? Wait, double creature feature. I feel like you told me that too, but just now, <laughs> it's, just, it's really giggling. <laughs> I love that double creature feature. Well, starting today with the Jersey Devil. So the Jersey Devil is a very odd creature. It's said to have a horse-like face with antlers or horns. It walks on two legs and stands like a kangaroo. Its feet are hooves or pig's feet, and it has wings like a bat. There are mixed reports on if it has a tail or not, but the people who say it has a tail says it looks like a lizard tail. Now, have I drawn a picture from your nightmare? Because a nightmare is exactly where this mother comes from. (laughs) I want to say now that there are many reasons that the Jersey Devil just cannot be real. To start with, it is literally biologically impossible. There are far too many different features, and the biggest one is the wings. The wings would never, ever be able to actually lift the creature. And it's honestly something my husband would create when making monsters for Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, but like, wait a second. Wait a second. Aren't there other, like, animals that have wings that don't fly? Like, I uh, think so, but the Jersey Devil is said to fly. Okay, well, cool. Never mind. That that takes away what I was saying. So never mind. Never mind. But the Jersey Devil is, like Cassie said, a legend or a myth. In this myth, he was born to Mrs. Leeds, who was married to a deadbeat drunk. It was her 13th child, and she cursed the baby for these reasons. We will dive deeper into this story later in this episode. Honestly, this sounds like an intro to a horror movie. There was a businessman in 1909 that took the legends and created a hoax, which is actually rather disgusting, so trigger warning. The businessman painted a kangaroo green and attached fake wings to the poor thing and displayed it to the public as the Jersey Devil. Aww. And let's talk about the sightings of the Jersey Devil throughout the years, starting with one of the first sightings in 1812. So Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, said he saw the Jersey Devil while hunting. After that, more sightings occurred and legend grew. Animal attacks, strange footprints, and eyewitness accounts added fuel to the fire. A little over 90 years later in 1909 started the Devil Craze. The Jersey Devil's fame became solid in 1909 when a thousand reports started flying in from eyewitnesses all throughout South Jersey. Navy Commander Stephen Decatur was testing cannonballs at Hanover Mills Works in the Pine Barrens and saw the creature. Shooting it, Decatur said that the cannonball blew a hole in the devil, but it wasn't even phased by it. He found the tracks and took bloodhounds out to follow it, but the pups refused to follow the tracks. I mean, I would too. I'd be like, heck, nah, bro. (laughs) Like, did you see that? Because I saw that, and I don't want anything to do with that. I'm not doing it, sir. No, thank you. No, 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 no. After the sightings in 1909, the fame began to fade a bit. That was until 1927, when a taxi driver in Salem City encountered the Jersey Devil while changing a tire. The driver told the cops that the winged creature was beating on the roof of the car. 
guess JD needed a ride that night. I wonder if he would have had to pay. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. Zooming forward to 1960 in Mays Landing, New Jersey, many residents heard nightmare-inducing screams in the middle of the night. No explanation for the screams or noises. The people began to freak out. Following this night, the local police hung flyers telling residents that the Jersey Devil is nothing more than a hoax. Oh my goodness. So let's get on that time plane for 1972. Mary Christensen told Weird NJ that she got the heebie-jeebie one night when she spotted the so-called Jersey Devil on Green Tree Road. Mary was driving from Blackwood to Glassboro when she states that she saw a towering creature crossing the road behind her car. She said the figure was taller than an average man, goat-like, and a huge head. Guys, the Jersey Devil sightings are getting closer to the current year. In 1980, forest rangers on patrol in Wharton State Forest saw something that confused them and grossed them out at the same time. Let me paint this brutal scene for you. Another trigger warning for anybody who's sensitive to animals. A South Jersey pig farm. Bodies scattered and torn, back of their heads eaten, but there were no tracks or blood on the ground. Guess JD was craving some bacon. And liked it on the raw side. Guys, Cassie wrote the script and she did really good with the puns. Usually that's me, but she did really good with the puns. <laughs> I was channeling Taylor the whole that's time. That's, that's a clap. That's a clap. That's good. In the later years of the 80s, a group of friends went camping and riding bikes in the Pine Barrens. While riding down a trail a little ways away from their camp, the bikes all stalled out. Some people could say that it had been due to the terrain or a power plant that was nearby. However, when the bikes quit running, they heard an inhuman piercing scream come from the woods. When they got back to camp, part of the group that had stayed behind said they also heard the same screams. And guys, I would have been out of there. No. Oh, so gone. Mm -hmm. So gone. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, sir. In 1993, which is the year I was born... Forest ranger John Irwin was driving near Mullica River when he saw an odd creature blocking the road ahead of him. He stated it was approximately six feet tall with horns and dirty black fur. The two glared at each other for several minutes before JD turned and ran into the woods. Just run, dude. Don't even look at it. Don't. It has your soul at that point. Yeah, why would you have a staring contest for several minutes? Like, I'd be so gone. I wouldn't. I'd be like, <laughs> you win. Bye. <laughs> this one doesn't have a date attached, but one evening while taking out the trash, Fran Capallo, owner of an inn and village in Galloway Township, saw an odd shadow of a monster with wings. While the idea was terrifying, when Fran looked up, she felt calm, almost like JD was looking after her. Or maybe he was more curious about rummaging through her trash. While traveling on Route 9 in Bayville, three cars were forced to slam on their brakes when a 10-foot-tall Jersey Devil with a long head and short, flat ears ran across the road. One eyewitness said that the creature came from the wooded area near a mini mall and ran across the street in front of traffic. Honestly, that could have been a freakishly large sheep, but if I ever saw a 10-foot sheep, I'm done. Mm-mm, sir, no, 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 no. I am out of there. So, llama or devil? One of the most recent sightings in 2015, so five years ago, occurred near Galloway Township in October. 
Little Egg Harbor resident David Black said he was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought looked like a llama walking in and out of the tree line, when suddenly it spread wings and flew away. Okay, that's insane. He claims to have caught the creature on his cell phone camera. A few days after David supposedly saw the Jersey Devil on his cell, Emily Martin shot a video of what looks to be the same creature. Both David and Emily swear neither image or video were edited. Yeah, okay. I saw the video, and it looks like someone took a stuffed goat and attached wings that, like, the mechanical ones that flapped, which I think would be super easy to pull off in 2015. Oh, definitely, definitely. So now that we've gotten a ton of eyewitness accounts, let's discuss the Leeds legend. The Leeds family, Daniel Leeds, was married to Jane Leeds. In 1735, Jane Leeds, or Mother Leeds, as she's commonly known as, found out she was pregnant with her 13th child. Gracious. No, thank you. No, thank you, madam. No, 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 stop. (laughs) No. Even though Daniel was a good provider and a hard worker, he wasn't an involved father. So raising and caring for all of the children fell on Mother Leeds. Cooking, cleaning, raising, chopping the wood, all of it. And she just could not handle another kid. So in a moment of weakness, she said, I hope this one's not a child. Let this one be the devil. Why? Why? Why not say let this one be an angel that can like help me with all this stuff? Why say the devil? I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, whatever, whatever. When the baby arrived, everything appeared to be normal at first, but something went horribly wrong. In under 20 minutes, the baby grew into the size of two full grown men. His eyes went red and his head morphed into the head of a horse and grew a pair of bat wings followed by hooves and the tail of a serpent. Guys, thank God it waited until it was out of her to start <laughs> growing. Oh my God, all I could think about is that trying to emerge from her. Holy cannoli, gosh. Oh, oh gosh, okay. Then, without warning, and with one swipe of his arm, he slit the throat oh. of the midwife and her attendants. Leaving the carnage, the Jersey Devil flew up the chimney and escaped into the Pine Barrens, where he is said to terrorize the residents ever since. But, like, why the midwife and her attendants? What did she do? I don't understand. She was just chilling. She helped this baby be born. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't happy about it. He's like, why am I here? You know, some people just take it out on the wrong people, and it's just not kind. It's not kind, sir. If you want, you can learn more about the Jersey Devil. There's tons of books, movies, and shows that have episodes on him. Here are just a few. The Jersey Devil by James McCoy and Ray Miller. Tales of the Jersey Devil by Jeffrey Gerard and Phantom of the Pines. More Tales of the Jersey Devil by James McCoy and Ray Miller. Some movies and shows are The Wolf Among Us, 13th Child, The Barons, Canary, A Night with the Jersey Devil, and Legend Quest. So, Taylor, what do you think of the Jersey Devil? I will tell you what I think. I think he is creepy. And I'm very sad about the midwife because, seriously, I think that chick was just chilling, trying to, like, do her duty and take care of people. But also, that's kind of a really crazy legend. Like, I've never heard of one like that where it's so, I don't even, like, detailed, I guess. Like, usually legends are pretty, like, basic. That was, like, 
really intense. So And that was actually me cutting out a few details because I when doing the research, I started getting really confused because I think Jane Leeds was actually his third wife. And it, so that would have been like his 15th child or something crazy like that. But I was just getting so confused that I was like, we're just going to hang out with the third wife and <laughs> move along. Just move along now. Move along. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty crazy. So I don't know, like, I don't know if this is one of the the myths that I really, truly believe in. But I think it's got some type of of like mystique in it. Yeah. And something else, like I was listening to some other podcasts since putting this together. And some people think if you guys remember the Mothman episode, Mm -hmm. that the Jersey Devil could actually be a Sandhill crane. Oh, so maybe I don't know. (laughs) Whatever you want to believe, I guess. And just to kind of go back to Mothman too, which I really want to believe in Mothman, but I sent you Cassie a picture of like a barn owl, but like an overgrown one. And holy crap! And I see why people were like, "This could be a moth." Like what people were confused with with the Mothman because that thing looked like a person. Yeah, like, that that I think it's called the harpy owl. The harpy owl. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, no, that thing looked intense so when you first said that to me i straight looked at it and i was like did they like do some anamorph thing because that face looked superhuman and it was it freaked me out it did i was like okay 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 mothman i see i see what you're doing here sir it like looked like somebody literally had caught mothman they were just chilling with them like yeah like yeah it, about your life sir it gives me goosebumps yeah for sure for sure now, it is time to move in on to the second creature, or cryptid, we are going to be learning about today. The chupacabra, which translates literally to goat sucker. We got real original on that one, guys. <laughs> Where do they come from? When did they first appear? What do they look like? You will get these answers and much more coming up right after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's start with what to look for when you are keeping an eye out for a chupacabra. The most common description of what a chupacabra looks like. Get ready. A reptile-like grayish-green creature, three to four feet tall, sharp quills running down its back. When it's moving, it hops like a kangaroo. Another possible look the chupacabra could be sporting is the looks of a wild hairless dog. Almost malnourished looking, really pronounced spine, large eye sockets with fangs and claws. Unlike most predators, the chupacabra drains all the blood from its victims, even snacks on the organs as well sometimes. You can tell it is the mark of the chupacabra by looking for three holes in the shape of an upside down triangle. Want to go chupacabra hunting? Well, you can do that in Mexico, Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, Panama, Peru, Brazil, and even right here in the United States. Also, let's just say, Cassie, weren't you born in Panama? I was, yeah. Yeah, but still a U.S. citizen, guys. 
she was yeah i i am i was born on military base so i was u.s citizen even then <laughs> but that's still like really cool i just wanted to throw that in there yeah that was one of those facts that whenever they're like tell us something interesting about yourself in school that was always my go-to <laughs> I was born in Panama, so haha, suck it. The very first reported attack occurred in March of 1995 in Puerto Rico. Eight, let me repeat that, eight sheep were found dead, each one with three puncture wounds on the chest and completely drained of blood. Ooh. Only a short time later, in August of 1995, Madeline Tolatina reported seeing the creature responsible for killing at least 150 farm animals and pets. In 1975, similar killings from the small town of Mocha were blamed on the El Vampiro de Mocha, or the Vampire of Mocha. The killings were originally blamed on a satanic cult, but later more killings were reported around the island. October 2018 through December 2018, there were many, many more reports of chupacabras in Manipur, India. Lots of pets and chickens were killed in an odd manner, a manner that matched the reports of chupacabras from other countries. Forensic experts think street dogs are responsible for mass killings, but how does that explain the three-hole bite mark? The chupacabra has been characterized as the southern equivalent of Bigfoot. <laughs> Ayo! But chupacabras have been supposedly found as recently as June, making the monster available for study. But, sadly, in almost all cases, the creature has turned out to be coyotes with severe mange. And a quick lesson for you guys, in case you didn't know, mange is also known as sarcopes. I'm, I'm really bad with scientific words. Work with me here. <laughs> Sarcoptes scabi or scabies. In humans, it's usually just a minor annoyance, but in canines, such as dogs, foxes, wolves, and coyotes, it can be life-threatening. In scabies or mange, mites burrow under the skin of its host and secretes eggs and waste, triggering inflammation. Quote, the reason these animals get identified as chupacabras is because they've lost their hair to sar sarcotopic mange. End quote by Benjamin Radford, who was an American writer, investigator, and skeptic. With roots in Latin America and stories spreading like wildfire across the world, the chupacabra may be just that, a poor creature with mange. But who doesn't love a good monster story full of mystery? If you want to learn more about the chupacabra, you can get a couple books like Tracking the Chupacabra, Benjamin Radford, Chupacabra and the Rosewell UFO by Rodolfo Anya. I'm actually like, huh, I wonder why they're putting Chupacabra and aliens in one book, but... Well, it kind of makes sense because if you think about it, maybe Chupacabra is like uh, an alien being. What if it's like they're puppies? <gasps> oh my gosh. That's, um, <laughs> that is, that is a theory that I don't think I've ever heard. Interesting. Oh, alien puppies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> alien puppies. If your kids are interested in it, there's even a children's book called The Adventures of Chupacapa Charles by Frederick Louis Aldama. And something tells me it's not like a spooky chupacabra. Is I bet he's just like a chupacabra trying to figure out his life. Or a mystery. Maybe he's trying to figure out where Big Bigfoot is. I don't know. That's totally oh. off the top of my head. But maybe we'll look into it for the kids. Interesting. Well, folks, that's all we have for you today. 
And just a reminder, we have our Patreon account that we're going to start posting on, and you have to become a patron to listen to some of those. Patrons also get special perks, including some merch, shoutouts, and a say in our episodes. You can get that link in the description on this episode, as well as our website, Going Past the Veil with Taylor and Cassie.weebly.com. Also, we have some pretty awesome merch on our Teespring page that's designed by us. We keep the cost as low as possible because we don't care about profit. We care about getting cute, comfy, and some fun merch. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Travel safe.